Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month podcast. I am Stuart Anderson. Uh, if you don't know, the Mentor of the Month podcast has been around since the very beginning of the Crown Council. Uh, it, it comes from the idea that we believe that genius can be copied and that a lot of the times that genius is found in others. Uh, Steve Anderson has always been willing to ask. And so in this episode, Steve asks Hal Elrod, the author of The Miracle Morning, who also joined us at the 23rd annual event in San Antonio, to talk about uh, morning routines, how we can build a morning routine personally and professionally. Um, if, If you don't know much about the Crown Council, it is an international association of leading dental teams, and we are dedicated to seeking out things that make practices and people great. We want to improve and help offices improve the culture of their practice in every way. So this program, the Mentor of the Month, is just one of the many resources available to Crown Council members and their dental teams to help build a culture of success. If you're looking to connect with us more or engage with the Crown Council, you can visit our website at www.crowncouncil.org. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoy this episode with Hal Elrod and Steve Anderson. Thanks. Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month podcast. It's Steve Anderson, and I'm excited to have our Mentor of the Month guest today, Hal Elrod. Hal and I just spent uh, uh, some time together at the Crown Council annual event. He wowed the crowd, and so I invited him to be our mentor this month because he has some invaluable information that every Crown Council practice should be implementing. Every Crown Council office, every team member. Let me tell you a little bit about Hal. Uh, Hal is on a mission to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. And we're going to spend some time today talking about what you do in the morning and how it affects your entire day. Uh, He is one of the highest rated keynote speakers in the world and has created one of the fastest growing online communities. Uh, He is the author of one of Amazon's best-selling books entitled The Miracle Morning, uh, which has been translated into 27 languages and has over 2,000 five-star Amazon reviews and is practiced daily by over half a million people in 70 countries. That's what I call worldwide. (laughs) Worldwide Hal. So Hal, welcome and thanks for being our uh, mentor of the month today. My pleasure. um, Why don't you get started by telling us just a little bit about the origin of the Miracle Morning. Where did this come from? And then we'll talk about what it is exactly. Yeah, Stephen, thanks. First, thanks for having me. This is really a pleasure, especially after speaking at Crown Council's annual event and uh, just realizing that, that your culture is, it, it's very, I'm very aligned with, with the way you guys uh, operate. So uh, this is a great like-minded uh, group that I'm, I'm honored to be a part of. Um, so the Miracle Morning wasn't a, I always say it wasn't a book idea. It wasn't, you know, uh, in fact, it wasn't called the Miracle Morning when I first started it. Um, it was 2008 when the U.S. economy crashed. And I had just built uh, a, uh, it was creeping up on a six-figure business. It was, I was a year and a half into it. I had left my sales position where I sold Cutco cutlery, Cutco kitchen knives, right? Right on. Um, Right, yeah, a lot of Cutco fans out there. Yeah. So uh, I I, uh, I hit Hall of Fame with Cutco, and I wanted to start my own business. And so I um I started I wrote my first book, Taking Life Head On, in 2006. It published, 
Um, I uh, uh, launched my coaching business, coaching salespeople, business owners, et cetera. And I, uh, and I launched my speaking career, which at that time was strictly high school speaking gotcha. and our uh, high school and a few colleges. So uh, when the economy started to crash, that I, I really didn't pay attention. I, I kind of, uh, I always say there's a fine line between optimism and delusion, right? And, and I personally, I cross the line all the time. And uh, so people are going, you know, you worried about the economy? I'm going, Psh, I create my own economy. Right. I'm not, you know, like I don't watch the news. I don't, right? Well, it was a very real economic, you know, crisis. And uh, I, all of a sudden my clients, they weren't making money and then they couldn't pay me. And I lost over in, in a, in a six month period, it was like a downward spiral into my, my deepest rock bottom where I lost over half of my coaching clients. So half of my income was gone. Um, I went from being in the best shape of my life physically, uh, exercising all the day where I, I canceled my gym membership and started eating cheap, processed, unhealthy foods. And my body fat percentage tripled in six months. Uh, yeah. And, and I went from being happy and nor I was the most positive person that you knew to like, I got really depressed because nothing that I tried worked to get me out of the situation. I just kept digging my hole deeper and deeper and deeper. And I was, I felt really scared and hopeless that I'm going to lose my house. See, here's the thing. Um, uh, 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 six years before that, I, you know, my story, I was head on by a drunk driver. I died at the scene. I was in the hospital with 11 broken bones. I, I was told I would never walk again. And I always say that my, the debt, was worse than the depra or, uh, or than the um the the car accident like going into wow. financial crisis and, and people kind of look at me funny they go well, how you know how, how is you know having some financial troubles worse than being you know broken bones told you never walk again and here's the thing when you're in the hospital and you're in that kind of adversity you have so much love and so much support right people are taking care of you doctors nurses family friends right they're just loving on you and and wishing you well when you're going through a financial crisis, first of all, you don't really yeah, tell, yeah. like you don't, it, it's not, it's not visible. I'm not telling people. And also I was a success coach and a motivational speaker. So talk about an identity crisis to go, wait a minute, I'm failing miserably. Who in the hell am I to tell people how to be successful? Right. right. And so um, that led to me really keeping it a secret and being depressed in silence and scared and all of this. And uh, to keep a, a long story, not, not so long, the um one of my my best friends john six months into this downward spiral he was the first person other than my wife that i confessed to i said john i, I need your help man and i just broke down in tears and i said told him how bad things had gotten i was losing my house and he asked me two questions that gave birth to the miracle morning and they were they frustrated me initially he said number one how are you exercising every day and I just poured my heart out to him about my financial <laughs> crisis. And I go, right. what the hell does that have to do with anything I just told you? Right. He goes, if you're not exercising every day, Hal, you're not putting yourself in a peak physical, mental, and emotional state. Therefore, you're not, get, you're not, you're not putting yourself in the optimum state to solve these problems that you've, you're having right now. I said, okay. He said, number two, how much are you engaging daily in personal development? And I said, not really at all, man. I'm in desperation mode. I, I wake up, I go into my office, I work until 11 and 12 at night and, until I can't stare at my computer anymore and I go to bed, but it's not getting me where I want to go. He said, Hal, if I were you, I would every morning go for a jog or go on the treadmill or on an exercise bike. He said, and while you're on that, doing some exercise, getting yourself in a peak physical state, 
listen to a self-help personal development audio. Listen to podcasts. They're free. Listen to audiobooks. Find a book or a podcast on a topic that you need to fix in your life. And I kind of begrudgingly the next morning went for a jog. I grabbed a Jim Rohn audio and I heard a quote that changed my entire life faster than I ever thought possible. And it was very much in alignment with what John, my buddy John was saying. And Jim Rohn said, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. And I want you to say, think say about that, it. Say that I'm going to say it again. Yeah. And I want you to listen. Your level of success, and this is in any area of life, not just business, but in any area of life, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. And in that moment, I realized that society has taught us that the secret to being more successful is you got to do more. If you want to be more successful, you've got to, you got to work harder. You got to do more. And that quote, that philosophy flipped my, my, my paradigm. And I said, wait, maybe the secret isn't doing more. It's becoming more. And what I found is when you focus on becoming more as in dedicating time to your personal development each day through things like meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, journaling, right? Things that improve your physical, intellectual, spiritual, emotional capacities. You become a better version of yourself every day. And then you become more capable of achieving what you want. And it's easier to do because you have more knowledge, more capabilities, more skills. And so in that moment, I, with that epiphany, I went, I'm going to dedicate time every day to my personal development. I'm going to dedicate one hour a day. Now, the challenge was when am I going to do that hour? I was pretty, most of us are pretty busy. And I wasn't a morning person, but I decided if I wanted my life to be better, I had to do something better. I had to, you know, if I want to be different, got to do something different. I woke up an hour earlier the next morning. And then my first, my challenge was what am I going to do during that hour to really maximize that time? Am I just going to read? Am I going to meditate for an hour? Am I going to go, you know, what am I going to do? And I spent about an hour the night before researching what are the best personal development practices known to man or woman. And I came up with a list of six practices and those are now known as the savers. And this is an acronym that my wife helped me with. I give her the credit for this, but it makes these six practices memorable, actionable, practical. The first S in savers is for silence. There are over 1400 studies that prove the benefits of meditation. Or if you would like to pray, of course, that's a great time for prayer. First thing in the morning. I do both. And I think most Miracle Morning practitioners, you know, you mentioned there's over a half a million around the world. Most of them split their silence time between praying and meditating. But most of us, we don't start the day in silence. We start it in chaos, right? The alarm goes off. We're rushing around, you know, and, and our, we don't have time to quiet our mind. And that's when our best ideas come. That's when we tap into whether it's God or whatever infinite intelligence you want to, you know, that you believe in right there, that, that ability, it doesn't, we don't, we don't tap into the infinite intelligence when our mind is clouded with the radio or with kids or with chaos or with to-do lists, right? right? It's only when we take that time to quiet our mind. So the first S is for silence. That in and of itself would be a game changer, but any, let, me, let me pause. Any questions before, I know I'm a talker, I can just keep talking. I'll go on before I, we get to the A. Right. So um, point, I think point in all of this, which is as you know, we talk a lot in the Crown Council about their, our, our morning opportunity meeting. Everybody has that as a team. And we also talk about 
leaving your baggage at the door and you're on stage. And so everything you're talking about, how just so everybody gets the context is this is the personal responsibility and steps you can take in the morning to be a 10. Everybody knows that, uh, that language is what, you know, it's a decision and you do things first thing every day that are within your control that will put you in peak performance state, which is really what you're talking about. So this whole philosophy and the specific things you do that starts with the S, with silence and quieting your mind and getting focused instead of starting your day frenetically and jumping out of bed late. uh, One of the things I know you're gonna talk about is to do all this, you gotta get up early. (laughs) You gotta get up to do this. uh, anyway, so that, that is the context is, yeah, this is a personal responsibility. So you arrive not only alive, but you are in your the best you can be to perform at your best. It's true. So we just finished a documentary called The Miracle Morning, and it'll come out this year, 2018. Very excited about it. And it's not it, it tells my story, my journey. Uh, but it also we interviewed uh, a couple dozen uh, top world renowned athletes and authors and, you know, di- just business people, CEOs, uh, what were their, what are their morning rituals, right? So we went beyond just the miracle morning beyond the book itself and, and took it even further. Well, the journey, what it led me on is when the miracle morning started, it was really a strategy for me to be able to achieve everything that I wanted in my life, right? Turn my challenges around, achieve everything I wanted. Um, it still is that, but it's bigger than that. And you just really touched on it. And last, about a year ago, I was diagnosed with a very rare aggressive form of cancer. Um, I was given a 30% chance of living, and uh, I, I went through a, the, the, the most difficult year of my life going through horrific chemo treatments and uh, lost, uh, I went from 170 pounds to 127 pounds at six feet tall. Um, and so I was already, I was slim at six feet before, and then I lost 40 something pounds. Wow, so the point is, what I learned through the entire journey, and what the miracle morning is for me now is it's really, it's, it's not just about me and my goals and, 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 right, and my ambitions. I realize that in, this, in the key of what you're talking about, it's really about uh, becoming the best version of yourself so that when you show up to work, when you show up with your spouse, when you show up as a father or a mother, as a parent, you are the parent that your kids deserve. You are the CEO that your employees deserve, right? You're the employee that your company deserves, right? You're the teacher that your students deserve. And that really is it. Is um, Jarek Robbins, uh, Tony Robbins' son, uh, who's, who's uh, just a brilliant guy. He's actually in the Miracle Morning movie. He said it. He, he really said it well. He said he, said he likes to think of it as uh, filling yourself up so that you are full in the morning and you have everything you need to give to other people. And he said, think of it this way. He said, if you take a soda can, right, and uh, you know, it's pressurized, it's sealed, if you yep. give it to a kid, they cannot crush it, they cannot even most likely dent it. If you empty that can out, give the same soda can to the kid, the kid can squish it very easily, right? Because it's not full. And so it's kind of a metaphor that he uses for a human being. Love it. You've got to, if you don't fill yourself up in the morning, then all the pressures of life, right? Like that little kid squeezing the soda can, the pressures of life will, will, will squish you, will crush you, will, 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 will cause you a lot of emotional pain or stress. But if you're full, 
right? You're nothing, not only can you give to the world, but the world can't hurt you, right? They, it, it can't, you, you're, you're too, you're pressurized, right? You're strong. Love it. Love that word picture. That's great. Yeah. So the A, is, so S is for silence. The A is for affirmations. And I want to, I'll take a few minutes here because affirmations are number one, my favorite of the savers. I believe they're the most effective form of the savers. Okay. Number two, they have a bad rap. Most people have a negative perception of affirmations. And, and I think it's for a few reasons. Number one is Stuart Smalley. So uh, Saturday Night Live back in the 90s had a character, Stuart Smalley, it was, it, he had a funny show where he'd look in the mirror and he would talk to himself with this lisp and he thought there's anything wrong with having a lisp, but that was his, you know, that was exaggerated. He'd go, I, he'd look in the mirror and go, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me, right? And, and it was kind of goofy. And so people thought, and it, his show was called, I think it was Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley. So it got, people thought it was a joke, right? Um, now, two very substantial reasons for people I think that have tried affirmations that have failed them. Number one is the way that self-help gurus have taught affirmations for years is um, they basically are teaching you to lie to yourself and trick yourself into believing the lie, right? With good intentions. Right. Meaning, um, if you, they say use the words I am in front of whatever you whatever. want to be, right? right. Now, now, there is a very, there's an effective way to use I am, but there's an ineffective way which has been taught. And it's, if you want to be a millionaire, just say I am a millionaire over and over and over and over until you trick yourself into believing that you're a millionaire and then you could become a millionaire. I don't know about you, but I think we're all smart enough to know if we say I am a millionaire, you know whether or not that's true. Right. So an affirmation rooted in a rooted in a falsehood, right? Such as I am a millionaire, you're fighting with truth. Your subconscious is going to go, no, you're not, right? right? You're not, you know, you're not even a thousandaire, you know, or you're, or you're closer to being a million dollars in debt than being a million, right? So we're, we're, we're trying to lie to ourselves. That'll never be the optimum strategy, right? right. So that's the first problem. The Got second it. problem is using flowery passive language. A lot of affirmations are taught to people to give them temporary relief while they're reading the affirmation or reciting it, but no long-term results. See, I want results. I want, if I read an affirmation around being a millionaire, I want to see my income increase, you know, as I'm reading the affirmation. I want real results. So um, I'll give you an example of a flowery, passive language affirmation around money. And you may have heard that it's very popular, this a version of this. And it's, money flows to me effortlessly and in abundance. <laughs> okay. Right? No, that's not, I don't know who got rich that way. I don't know, right, who got wealthy <laughs> by sitting back on their couch while money flowed through the door effortlessly and in abundance. So here's why that affirmation, why people like it. And, 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 and any form of where it's a flowery passive affirmation is because in the moment that you read it, if you're in debt and your bank account is negative or it's, it's low, and money's real challenging for you. When you sit there during a, you know, a, a, let's say a morning routine and you're saying that affirmation, it gives you temporary relief of your money woes. You go, oh God, thank God money flows to me effortlessly because this, yesterday when I checked my bank balance, it was negative and that didn't feel good. This feels good. Deluding myself into thinking money is flowing to me effortlessly and in abundance. Oh, that, that, that gives me relief of my money challenges. Then you can smile and go about your day until you get that next bill in the mail, that next collection notice. And then it's a reality check. So you go, God, I can't wait to read my affirmation. So it gives me that false belief 
that money's going to come my way. So I'm not saying that there isn't value in either of those strategies, but I'm saying they're not the best strategy in my opinion. Here's what I believe is the best strategy. There's four parts to it. Number one, don't affirm something that's not true. Affirm something you want, but that you are committed to achieving. So an example, we'll go back to the millionaire affirmation. And by the way, I have affirmations for being the best father I can be, the best husband I can be. So even though I'm using this one that's for money or finances, please know that it's, this is universal. Money's a good example, though, because it's quantifiable, right? right? You can actually put a dollar amount. If you want to say an affirmation to be happier, well, it's, it's how do you measure that, right? So, um, so instead of saying, I am a millionaire and lying to yourself, say, I am committed to becoming a millionaire. That's very different, right? Reinforcing something that you're committed to, which guess what? Being a millionaire doesn't flow to you effortlessly in an abundance. It requires a level of commitment that you've probably not had. If your finances aren't at a million, you've got to increase your level of commitment to getting them there. And, uh, or a hundred thousand or a billion or whatever, or, you know, whatever, whatever. If you want to lose 20 pounds, again, same, all this works uh, across any topic. So, um, I am committed to becoming a millionaire and you can go even one further and step, you know, 1.5 will say is buy win, right? That's to get even, get even more clear. I'm committed to becoming a millionaire. I'm committed to losing 20 pounds or I'm committed to finishing writing my book or I'm committed to running a marathon or I'm committed to whatever it is by what date, right? So that's the step one is what are you committed to and by when step two, why is that important to you, right? If you're familiar with Simon, if you're familiar with Simon Sinek's work, uh, the power of why, um, it, you know, it's that our why is more important than our what, you know, and everybody wants a, every, a lot of things in life. The people that actually achieve extraordinary results in their life and their business are crystal clear, not just on what they want, but on why they want it. And it's that why. So an example would be, I'm committed to becoming a millionaire within two years or by the year 2020, right? So that, you know, the, what's the why? so that I can provide the financial family that my family deserves and that I deserve, right? The financial security that my family deserves, you know? So that, that's a why that actually, that for me, becoming a millionaire, that used to be a goal of mine and it was like, it, it, you know, it, 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 until I got clear on a why that was bigger than just me, you know, and I have two, my two whys are about financial security for me and my family and then about being able to contribute to those in need that don't have the ability to, 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 to earn money for themselves in the way that we do people in other countries and such. And that for me, that it's, you know, it's like a part-time philanthropy for me. That's become really important. And, and for me, I feel like people that have a negative view of money, one of my mentors once said, and this is a tangent, but it's, I think it's a good lesson. One of my mentors once said, um, you know, people have this, this, the people that would do the most good with money usually have the biggest hangups about money right? Like money is the root of all evil and money is greedy and money is not what life's about and money doesn't buy happiness, right? Well, neither does poverty, you know, but guess what? Poverty doesn't buy water for kids in Africa that don't have it, you know? Poverty doesn't buy books for people that don't, can't, you know, on and on and on. The more, so what my, my mentor said is money just makes you more of what you are. Yeah. If you're a jerk, money will make you a bigger jerk. If you're a greedy person, money will make you even greedier. But if you're a kind person that wants to help other people, money gives you more means to help those people. It gives you opportunities. Um, so, uh, so step two is the why. Step three is which activities do you need to do? Or I'm sorry, are you committed to doing? 
right? So what's the result you're committed to? Step one. Number two, why is that important? Step three, what are the activities that you must commit to doing to achieve that result? So back when I was in sales, I had a sales goal. Now my sales goal was to double my best year ever. My previous, I've been with the company for five years with Cutco. And my biggest year with Cutco was $100,000 in kitchen knife sales. And my, my final year with the company, I, I decided to go for $200,000 and double my best year ever. Now that intimidated the heck out of me. That was very scary. That wasn't a, yeah, sure, I'll do it, no problem. It was how am I gonna double my best year ever? I don't know, but I'm committed. And now the why, I'm gonna share this with you because um, this is the most, I believe this is the most universal why and it, it applies to virtually any goal we would set that, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a challenging goal. If it's an easy goal and it doesn't take any effort, you're not gonna, number two is not probably gonna be applicable. But here was the reason. I'm committed to selling $200,000 of Cutco this year so that I can become the person that I need to be that has the ability to achieve everything else I want for the rest of my life. I'll say that again. I'm committed to blank goal because or so that I can become the person that I need to be who has the ability to achieve everything I want for the rest of my life. I can't think of a, a better reason to challenge yourself to achieve stretch and achieve major goals that are beyond what you've ever achieved before for the purpose of becoming the person that you need to be to create everything you want for your life. And that's what I realized is it, so I did, I did a similar thing with an ultra marathon. I ran an ultra marathon. I hate running. I don't like running. I, I never ran another event after that. Why did I do it? Because it would enable me to and challenge me and stretch me to become the person that I needed to be with the abilities to achieve everything else I wanted in my life because I, I had never run a mile. And so I thought for me to commit publicly to run 52 miles for a charity, well, I'm not going to back out. I'm commit, you know, I, I, I would look like a real jerk to commit publicly and you know, what integrity do I have? Right. So I leverage my integrity by making that commitment. And, uh, and then, and the reason was I thought the person I would have to become to run 52 miles in one day, I've never, I never met that guy. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he looks like, right. but wow, that guy could do more than I could do now with everything else in my life I want to do. So again, if you're struggling with your why, I'd encourage you to just start by borrowing that one. The, the, okay. the, for you to become the person that you need to be to achieve everything you want in your life by that, that happens every time you set a goal that's beyond what you ever achieved before you become a better version of yourself. You learn new skills, qualities, a new mindset, new capabilities on your way to achieving that goal. And here's what's neat. Steven, even if you don't achieve the goal, even if you fall short, you still develop those qualities. And that's the beauty of it is guess what? Let's say your goal is to, increase your income this year or right well that money gets spent pretty quick right but when you when you when when your why is around the growth you experience see only the growth lasts forever who you become no one can take that away from you right so that's more valuable than any other goal whether you know whatever the goal is so that's step three is which activities are you committed to so for when i was going for my sales goal my number three for me was I'm committed to making 20 phone calls a day, right. five days a week, up to seven days a week if I'm not on track for my weekly goal. So I was very crystal clear affirming, again, remember, these are daily affirmations. Right. They're not rooted in fantasy or some, or, or some promise of something that's going to happen for you automatically. This is programming your conscious and subconscious mind 
to with what you what you're what you want, what you're committed to, why, what you need to do to achieve it, and step four, when will you take those specific actions? So for me, it was I'm committed to making those 20 calls a day, five days a week, up to seven days a week, from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. It was very specific. How many calls, what time, what days of the week, et cetera. Now that is my four-step process for creating affirmations that will generate results for you. Not now they do make you feel good. That's, that's, that's a nice byproduct. You actually, when you're reading these, you feel good because you're reminding yourself, this is what I'm committed to. Therefore, this is what I'm going to create or achieve in my life. Right. But you're not just not, but, but it's, it's reminding you of the actions that are required to get there. So any questions before thoughts before we move on to B? So uh, if I could maybe summarize that, it's the, those four steps are what, why, how, and when. There you go. Yep. There's your affirmation. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. I love it. So you, what you're recommending here is a brief go through those. I mean, it's basically going through reviewing your goals every day and what, what you're trying to achieve and how you're going to achieve it. So that's fresh in your mind on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And, and, that's, and, and you're also, you know, we are... Uh, as human beings, we are consistent with our, you know, our beliefs, our mindset. We tend to operate, you know, like for example, if you grew up in a certain religion, you're, it, it's, it's programmed deep in your subconscious, all of the rules of that religion or the standards or the guidelines, right? Right. And so it, it, it even as a child, like that tends to stick with people and you t- your moral compass is often formed during those formative years and it stays with you, right? So the beauty of affirmations is you're literally reprogramming your subconscious mind to be in alignment with what is most important to you in your life, what you need to do to, to, to live in alignment with that and, you know, and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's really the power of affirmations. Love it. Perfect. All right. So we got S, we've done silence, we've done affirmation. Yeah. The, and we'll go through these next four a uh, little quicker. Affirmations are where I spend the most time. Uh, the V is for visualization. And I'll just say this, the world's greatest athletes, almost all world champions in every sport from, you know, when Michael Jordan was at the top of his game or Tiger Woods was the best golfer in the world or, you know, Wayne Gretzky was the best hockey player in the world. Um, the, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit, but uh, you can relate. <laughs> it's all good. So um, some of the younger, and the millennials are like, who? Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, who are those folks? But no, the, uh, but, but the world's greatest athletes use visualization. And the power of visualization is you see your ideal outcome or your ideal effort, right? Like your ideal performance before you actually even enter the game. So doing Miracle Morning visualization, you are visualizing your perfect day your perfect week, you're visualizing your goals, you're visualizing yourself taking the activities that you need to to achieve those goals before they start. And then when it's time to actually do those activities, you've gone there in your mind, you've seen it, you've felt what it's going to feel like. And it's that much easier. It helps you overcome that procrastination, that inertia to actually get into the game, get into action. Um, and I'll give you, uh, so another another way that affirmate or not affirmate, Affirmations, but similar to affirmations, visualization, I believe, has been taught in an ineffective way uh, over the years. Okay. And the way that it's been taught is just visualize the perfect in dollars. You want to buy the mansion, see the mansion. And this was really perpetuated when that movie, The Secret, came out, you know, 10 or 15 years ago on Oprah's show. It was on Oprah Winfrey. It sold millions and millions of copies. It was all about visualization and the law of attraction. And primarily, 
it was about creating a vision board. It was basically, for those of you that aren't familiar, you, you would go to magazines or, you know, or Google pick back, paste it on your vision board, the mansion, the cars, whatever you want, the, you know, you, a couple in love, you were looking for love, you paste it on your vision board. And basically it would have you visualize the perfect end result. Here's the problem with that. Uh, there has been studies that have shown it's very counterproductive to do this. And the reason is if all you do is visualize the end result, you trick yourself into believing that it's as good as done, right? Yeah. So you, if you visualize yourself crossing the finish line of the marathon, your subconscious starts to believe, I'm, gonna, I'm doing the marathon. Like I've seen it, 100 action, the activity that's necessary to getting your butt in shape to run that marathon. So for, uh, uh, so the Miracle Morning visualization, there's two parts to it. The first part is visualizing the ideal result because the benefit of So when I was training for my ultra marathon, I had trouble believing that I could run 52 miles in one day. So I visualized every day crossing the finish line. But that was the 30 seconds. I didn't need much time. I literally, by the way, this is a great tip. Google your outcome. So I would Google Atlantic City Marathon finish line. I printed off a color photo of that. And that's where I could look at that and then close my eyes and see myself crossing that finish line. So it was very, it was, you know, as vivid as it could be, right? I was literally looking at the finish line where I was going to cross. Um, but the most important part of visualization was not the finish line. It was me then bringing it back to today. And, and, and here's what I would visualize. I would visualize myself looking at my bedroom clock, which was right next to my closet which at the time that I was going to go for my run that day, which was usually 7 a.m. So I'd see my clock at 7 a.m. I'd have my eyes closed. I'd visualize myself walking into the closet, getting dressed in my running clothes, and then heading out the front door. And I would always visualize, and I, would, and, and I encourage you to do this. Whatever emotion you need to feel at the time you're taking the action, feel that emotion. So for me, I wanted to feel happy that I was going for a run because that wasn't my natural feeling. So I would close my eyes and visualize myself smiling as I headed out the front door to go for the run. So, and I'd spend, you know, two to three minutes visualizing not the finish line, but all this activity. And so here's what happened, Stephen. When it was 7 a.m., I'd walk into my bedroom, look at my alarm. All of those emotions that I anchored in during visualization would all come up. It'd be like, oh, I'd program myself to go get my running shoes on. I, it, it kind of, it takes away procrastination because it takes away thought because you know exactly what you're going to do because you rehearsed it mentally beforehand. And then when I headed out the front door, guess what happened automatically? I would smile. Right. I would smile and feel those emotions of joy as I headed out the front door. Now, think about it. I didn't enjoy going on that run because I enjoyed running. I enjoyed going on that run because I visualized enjoying going on that run, you know, an hour before during my miracle morning. Love it. So that so is my not, process. Love it. So Go it's ahead. not just not just visualizing the outcome, but visualizing the journey to the outcome and everything you got to do to make that happen. Love it. And that's more important because the outcome doesn't happen without that, right? right. You know, in fact, if all you do is visualize the activity without the outcome, you're going to be better off than visualizing the outcome without the activity, right? Love it. Okay. Good, um, good tips. The E is for, and I'll run through these last three here uh, the, pretty quickly, because the E is for exercise, and everyone knows how to do that, I think. I don't need to teach you how to exercise. Here's what I'll teach you. 
I'm not telling you to go to the gym in the morning. If you go, well, Hal, I exercise in the, now, if you don't exercise at all, then this applies to you no matter what. But I just wanted to handle the, any concern of someone that goes, I already do my exercise in the evening, I, you know, after work or on my lunch break or whatever. Okay, that's great, but you still need a small amount, even a minute, but one to like five minutes of exercise first thing in the morning. Why? Because the science is irrefutable. It gets blood, real simple. It, first of all, your entire lymph system gets activated, right? Which is super important for your energy levels throughout the day. It gets blood and oxygen throughout your body, specifically to your brain. Right. You think clearer. You have more willpower and discipline that you carry throughout the rest of your day. You don't want to wait until after work to get those benefits. So here's what I did this morning. This morning, I actually had a short and miracle morning. I was in a hurry. because, And so I did 60 seconds of jumping jacks. Guess right. what? If you do 60 seconds of jumping jacks, you'll be, even if you're in shape, you'll be breathing kind of heavy and you'll be 10 times more awake than you were before the jumping jacks, right? You'll be like, oh my gosh, wow, like, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. 60 seconds. What's your excuse? No one can't, has an excuse not to exercise for 60 seconds. Right. Now, I like the seven minute workout on my iPhone. I have an app called Seven Minute Workout, and it's also on YouTube. If you go type in Seven Minute Workout, it's free. The app is also free. There's a paid one, but there's a free one. Um, and it's a seven minute full body workout that you never do one exercise for more than 30 seconds at a time. It is great for people that don't like to exercise or have ADHD, which I kind of fit that category, um, <laughs> or just you want a full body workout in seven minutes. It's fantastic. Um, the, and the, the R is for reading. Can I, can I, I really, can I inject, inject yes, something in please, there on the exercise? This is dental specific and refers yes. back to a previous mentor of the month that we've had, whose name is Eric Goodman. So I'm speaking okay. to all the, the dentists, the hygienists, the dental assistants, and everybody who works in the front office that's leaning over all day long. Uh, okay. Eric Goodman, who wrote a book entitled Foundation, uh, has an, and his exercises are on YouTube as well has the formula, in my opinion, for main, keeping and maintaining a healthy back, which in dentistry is absolutely essential. And it only takes maybe five to seven minutes every day. So that would be one I'd inject right in there, How for our dental community is that might be something you consider doing in the morning in that area because it's uh, it would save entire careers with his simple exercise routine awesome very cool very cool thank you for uh, adding that um the uh so on to the r reading and i always joke i say not like harry potter books or 50 shades <laughs> of gray right but i always say that we're we're always one we're one book away from learning anything we need to learn to take any area of our life to the next level you know simply and, and i always i use the example if you ask the average couple getting a divorce how many books did you guys read on having an amazing marriage in the last year? Stephen, what do you think the answer usually is? Zero. Usually zero, right? Yeah. And you go, well, well then how do, you, how do you expect to know how to have an amazing marriage? And, and for me, uh, you know, I, I, I get on a soapbox when it comes to parenting. And I go, look, if you're not reading parenting books, that's, that's uh, to me, that's irresponsible. You know, and now, and I don't mean it as an insult. Somebody may not have been aware of that or heard of that before, or even thought of it, you know, so that's fine. But now that you've heard, you're realizing that, wait a minute, if I want to be the best dad or mom or, you know, or anything that I can be, I owe it to those people to learn everything I can learn about being the best dad or husband or wife or whatever that I can be. And I'll tell you, here's my little simple trick. And I encourage you to do this is I'm not allowed. See, I gravitate toward business books, right? I, I love business books. 
I'm not allowed to read a business book every day until I've read 10 pages of a marriage or a parenting book. That's my own rule. And I literally have a tracker on my phone and I, I'll, I'll give you guys, there's an app called way of life, which okay. you can set up anything you want to track every day, whether you do or don't do it. It's real simple. And I've got about uh, uh, probably eight or nine things that I track every single day. My miracle morning, um, doing the miracle morning before my phone is actually what, what I track. So to keep me aware and present, you know, that to not get on my phone and, you know, get lost in emails or whatever first thing in the morning. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I track that, that I, I have to read 10 pages of a parenting or marriage book instead of before I read a business book. So, so that's the reading component. And, and again, any area of your life you want to improve, you want to be more successful in your business. You want to be happier. You want to be healthier. You want to be more spiritual. You want to be whatever. There's a book on that. And someone that spends a lifetime mastering a topic that you could read in a few weeks, it, it's, total, it's a game changer. Absolutely. Um, cool. Anything to add to that? That's good. No, I, in fact, I'm, uh, everybody that's listening, if they spend any time with me at all, know um, I've, I've been, everybody's got a different learning style. I'm sure you've had yours tested. Um, my retention for what I hear is about 90 and about the 95th percentile. Oh, wow. So I love to listen to stuff. I, I listen, I, mean, I, I read 90% of what I read. I listen Audio, to it. Yeah, sure. But I think that's, that's yeah, the other important piece is what your learning style is and how you, how you do that the best. Well, and I will say this, um, for anybody listening, if you haven't read the miracle morning or listened to the miracle morning. Um, so the, the book is on, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, the, um, but the audio book, here's a cool thing. If you don't know this, if you're listening, I encourage you, if you go to audible.com, A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com, your first book, if you sign up for a subscription, which I have, it's like 20 bucks a month, I think, something like that. You get one credit for an audiobook a month and discounts on any others. I just usually do use my one credit, but your first audiobook is free. So I've had a lot of people that they, they just, they go, oh, I can listen to your book and it's free if I, you know, so you right. can sign up for Audible, it's free. And then you, you know, if you want to, you're, you know, you're welcome to cancel your trial or whatever after that, you don't <laughs> have to stay on, but, but that's the way right. you get the audiobook for free. And of course, I encourage you to not cancel, but listen to audiobooks. And that's a beautiful thing. When you're in the car, if you're in the car on a commute, why not be learning, growing and, and, and becoming a better version of yourself rather than just listening to, you know, music, or whatever. I do both. I, I do. Whenever I drive somewhere, it's an audiobook, and on the way back, it's music. It's like my, awesome. I reward myself with music for listening to that audiobook, right? You'll notice a pattern in the way I do discipline things first and then reward myself after, right? Sure. Um, like eating the salad before the steak, I guess. Um, but uh, the final S is for scribing, and scribing is a fancy word for writing uh, or journaling. And my favorite journal is called Five Minute Journal. Okay. Uh, F-I-V-E, fiveminutejournal.com. You can buy the hardcover. I use the app because uh, you can put pictures in there. And every day I journal and then I put pictures of my family or like Crown Council. I literally have a picture from behind of Crown Council in my, in fact, I should, if I, I'll see if I can find it while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> cool. But uh, from the back of the room, the Crown Council event, that was my, my, my gratitude for that day. In fact, yeah, it's, it's going to be here not very far. Um, and so that, okay, here you go here. Okay. So I don't know if you can see it on the phone. There's, yeah. there's the picture. There you go. Right. Oh, and the call coming in. So <laughs> here's what I wrote in my, in my journal. So the five minute journal is real simple. There's, there's prompts. It's, I am grateful for dot, dot, dot. And there's three things. 
I wrote, I gave the opening keynote for the Crown Council at their annual event at the JW Marriott in San Antonio this morning, and Ursula and the kids got to sit front row. This organization, led by Greg Anderson, has an awesome culture. And after my speech, Greg said he's going to book me to speak at their youth event. Uh, and two other women said they were going to book me to speak at their events. I'm so grateful for my career as a keynote speaker. So that was my yeah. gratitude for that morning, right? Love it. Yeah. And so, um, and then the other thing that has you doing is what are the three most important things for me to get done today? Mm. And that's, okay. that's it for the morning. So you put yourself in a state of gratitude present to all that you already have. And then you get, okay, go, okay. I got 12 things on my to-do list today. What are the three that are going to make the biggest difference? And then you get really clear. So that's it. And then at the end of the day, there's an entry for what three amazing things happened today. And what am I going to commit to tomorrow to make tomorrow even better? Right. Real simple. That's fantastic. Um, how you're aware of this, some of the most recent research on effective goal setting and follow through. And this is such a, an interesting connection is they've found that the emotion, if gratitude is an emotion, I don't know, it's gratitude, an emotion, I guess being grateful, is an emotion, that gratitude yeah. and compassion are connected with follow through. In other words, if you incorporate gratitude and compassion into your life in some way, shape, or form, you have a higher likelihood of finishing the things that you start following through on your goals. I'm not sure what the connection is, but there's been some fascinating recent research around that. So I love, uh, I love your idea here and appreciate the suggestion on the app. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And it might be because for me, um, you know, like being grateful for my life makes me feel a sense of responsibility to maximize it, you know? Um, I feel like the greatest gift we can give to other people is to fill our, fulfill our own potential with the intention of paying it forward and helping them fulfill theirs. And that's the thing. If we settle for less than our best, then we're hurting our, like, how are our kids supposed to be great and have an amazing life if they don't see it in us, right? If we're not striving to fulfill our potential, achieve all of our dreams, what are our kids going to model? You know, Absolutely. what are our friends going to model? What is our family going to model? But if we're eating unhealthy every day, that's what they're going to model. They're going to go, oh, hey, dad or, or, or my brother or whatever. I, I, you know, I guess, oh, I guess we're going out for pizza again. Nothing wrong with pizza, right? But my pizza's, you know, schedule is like maybe twice a month, you know, right. not, you know, the most. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so, so I think we have that responsibility to live to our full potential for not only ourselves and, and the gifts we've been given, right, uh, but to, to, for other people. And I'll just wrap this all up by saying this. Uh, it was actually, I'm going to paraphrase someone else, Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's one of the most prolific authors of all time. I think that book has sold 26 million copies. Wow. Well, he read The Miracle Morning three times. It is one of his favorite books. These are words, he will, he will tell you this. Yeah. Um, and he said it completely changed his life. Wow. And what he said, he interviewed me on his show and he said this, he said how um, the, the, before The Savers was a thing and The Miracle Morning was a book, he said, I, I would be willing to wager that every successful person on the planet could attribute their success to at least one of the savers, one of those six practices. Mm -hmm. He said, but I've never met anyone or even heard of anyone that practiced all six of these. He said, I don't think I ever met anybody that practiced even, you know, three or four of them, maybe some, one or two. Right. But he said, any one of these can completely change your life. And he said, what makes the miracle morning so you know, I don't know what word to use, powerful or life-changing, is you're harnessing not just one or two, but the six most proven, timeless personal development practices that have been utilized by successful people for centuries. And you're doing, he goes, and that's why I do them all every single day. Love it. And 
I, I, he summed it up better than I ever had. So I just always reference, you know, what he said, <laughs> right. but that, that really is, is it, you know, is that this is, it does change your life faster than you ever thought possible. And for me, it was less than two months that I doubled my income. I more than, I went from being in the worst shape of my life to committing to run that ultra marathon. And my depression went away within a matter of days. It felt like a miracle, Stephen. And I call, started calling it my miracle morning, as in it was in my schedule, as in my miracle morning every day, my miracle morning. But again, it wasn't a book idea. It was once I taught it to a few other people and they had the exact same results, different results, but in terms of the same, you know, this girl, Katie, the first girl I taught it to, she had the best week in her career. She started running again and she read two self-help books the first week of doing the miracle morning. And Beautiful. she still does it eight years later. You know I mean? It's crazy. Great rundown. So here's my challenge, Hal, and I appreciate you sharing that um, with everybody. I, for everybody who's listening, can you imagine what a dental team would be like if everybody on the team committed to doing these things every morning at home before they came to the office? What kind of team? Yes. That would be an unstoppable team. So that's, that's the challenge here for everybody listening is not only to have a great morning meeting when you get to the office, but to have a, more, a miracle morning at home before you get to the office. So uh, I'll share with us uh, all the different places where everybody can get the book. I highly recommend it. It has become one of my favorites. It's on now my top 20 list. I got my list of, of uh, favorite 20 books, and it's now on there. So all the different places they can get their hands on it. Yeah, so the, uh, the audio book on audible.com, as I mentioned, and it can be free if it's your first book that you get on Audible. Um, the uh, uh, Amazon's the best place to go, probably. I mean, you can get that links to Audible. You can get paperback. You can get Kindle. You can get the, um, the hardcover. Um, and then I, I'm not sure if it's still on iBooks, but it was on iBooks, which is Apple's platform. But I, I, I had an exclusive deal with Kindle for a while. So I actually need to write that down. Then I need to check. Is it back on iBooks? I'm not sure. Okay. So, but Amazon.com is the best place. Or if you really want to go to the store today and, and pick one up, uh, I believe it's in every Barnes and Noble, I think across the country. Perfect. And, and, and if uh, you're in other countries, it's in all the major bookstores in like Italy and France and Spain and Romania. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's still to be, it's hard to believe that that's true, but I get messages from people all the time from in other countries, you know, saying that, uh, that, you know, that, yeah, that they're reading it. And, uh, you've done a number of different variations on this. So your website, everybody's reference is, uh, miraclemorning.com. Yeah. If you look, if you're watching the video, you can see behind there's miracle morning for college students, for writers, for entrepreneurs, for salespeople, for real estate agents, for parents and families on and on and on. Love it. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've, we've done a series. Fantastic. How Thanks so much for being our mentor. Uh, love meeting you face-to-face -face at the annual event. Thanks for sharing again with the rest right. of the Crown Council. And again, our challenge to everybody is to adopt this as a daily personal habit at home. Have a miracle morning at home so you can have an amazing day uh, at practice, an amazing day overall. Now, thanks so much. And uh, thank look you, forward Steve, to everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You bet. Thanks so much.